0: This week's Parsha is Parsha's Lech Lecha. At the beginning of the Parsha, Hakrish Hu tells Avram Avinu that he wants him to go to, his, to the promised land. And he gives him reasons to do so. And he says that there's going to be, if you go to Eretz Israel, if you go to Eretz Canaan, if you go to the land that I show you, you're going to become a great nation. Rashi mean Rashi says that that means that you're going to have children, and that you're going to be blessed with great wealth. Also, you're going to be very famous. Your name is going to be very great. You'll have a great uh, reputation. And those are the reasons that Akedah Shparcho said to Avram to incentivize him to follow him into the land that he will show him. I was a little confused by these reasons that Akrish gave to Avraham Avinu. If somebody would come to me and say that I'm considering making Aliyah, I'm considering moving to Heretz and I say to him, Okay, what, what's your reasons? Tell me some good reasons why you're moving to Israel. And he tells me, well, he thinks maybe he'll be able to get a, a good job there. The economy is uh, is good, and uh, the jobs are uh, the job market. Hopefully, will be good, maybe better than here. And uh, and if he goes there, then he's going to have uh, maybe become famous. Maybe he'll be able to uh, strike it rich and uh, get a great reputation and he gives me these types of reasons, it wouldn't really be compelling enough to say that that's the reason why I think you should go to Eretz Yisrael. If a person says that I'm going to Eretz Yisrael because I feel that that's the only place in the world that a Jew should live, that's where I could find holiness, that's where my neshama could soar and I could raise my family, B'kdush HaVatarah, that would be something that would be compelling. If there's other reasons, and plus, I, you know, I think that the economy is really good there, and I think that I could, uh, I could really do very well. That's okay as a secondary reason, as a third reason. But if you would not tell me anything, and uh, of kedusha, of tara, of, of that, Eretz Israel is the place that you should go because that's where your neshama belongs. Then. It's icher and It seems that there's something that's missing integrally in the whole thought process of why you're going to Eretz Yisrael. I would expect the Rebbeinu Shlaim when he's telling Avraham Avinu to go el Arutz Hashareka, which we know he's referring to Eretz Canaan or Eretz Yisrael. Wouldn't it be whovakedushbarchu to say something about Ruchnias? To make some mention of Kedusha, that if you go to Eretz Yisrael, then you will be holy. You will find that it's Admas Kedesh. You will find that this is a land that's, uh, that's tremendous in terms of the spiritual bounty that's present. By just promising Avram Avinu wealth and, uh, and even children and, uh, and fame and fortune... Okay, that's nice, but that's not the main reason why Abraham Avinar should be incentivized to move to Eretz Yisrael. Rav Hutner was once told by a Talmud that he plans on moving to Eretz he plans on making aliyah. So Rav Hutner said to him, you know, normally by a, uh, a yard site, if somebody has a yard site, so you say to that person that the neshama should have an aliyah. He says to you, "I'm saying that your Aliyah, your Aliyah, should have a neshama. When you're making Aliyah to Eretz Israel, it should have a neshama. It should have some ruchnias to it. You're telling Avram Avinu go to Eretz Israel, make Aliyah without any mention of a neshama here, without any kedusha. It doesn't say anything about holiness. And Eretz Israel, by its very definition." is all about holiness. Shouldn't that be the, the incentive for Avram Avinu to move there and not to even mention it, not even at the end? Very strange. It sort of is like reminiscent of what the Gemara and Saita says at the end of the first parak, when it asks, why did Mesher Rabbeinu want to go so badly in Territz Yisrael? Hashem, I plead with you, let me go into Eretz Yisrael. Why did Mesh Rabbeinu want to go into Eretz Yisrael so badly? The Gemara asks, "V'chilechal mi tzarech, mituva hutzarech." Did he want to eat from the fruits? Did he want to get the bounty of Eretz Yisrael, the physical bounty? No, he wanted to do the mitzvahs that's liasbaretz. He wanted kedusha. He wanted Tarah. And I asked the same thing on this parsha. Did Avram Avinu go to Eretz Tuva? Was that all he was interested in? He wanted to go to Eretz Yisrael so that he should become famous and rich and have a family. That's not the reason why Avram Avinu was drawn to Eretz Yisrael. Avram Avinu was no doubt expected to find tremendous Kedush in Eretz Yisrael. And he did. But that seems to be omitted from these psukim, unless I'm missing something. To answer this question, I want to first say another var from the Pachet Yitzchak, from Rav Huttner, in a different context, and I think it will be very, very educational for us to understand a very big insight about our lives. And by doing so, we'll hopefully find the tarot to this question. It's a verse that I love saying over in the sukkah. In the end of Parashas Re'e, if you look when the tarot describes the reason to Go and be a la regel, shalash pam bashona, ye raya, bechagamatzis, bechagashvuiz, bechagaslukais. On chagamatzis and chagashvuiz, the Torah says that you should go, el amokaim ashayivchar haashem, lishakin Go to the place, it doesn't say you're by name, but it says that you're expected to go to the place that Akrishbarchu chose, lishakin shimayasham. To be his When it comes to Sukkot, though, it doesn't say that. It just says, go to be the The place that Hashem chose. It doesn't say Leshakin That it's the place that Hashem chose to rest his shina. And that's very, very strange. So Raputner takes note of that. And he says an absolutely brilliant answer. He says that on Pesach and Shavuos, you're going to go to Eretz Yisrael and to Yerushalayim, to the Har to the Beis HaMikdash, because it's the place that Hashem chose to be Masha Hishchina. Sukkot, it would be wrong for the tyrant to, dis- to say that the reason why you should be going to Eretz Yisrael to the Hamariah, is because it's the place that Hashem chose to be Masha Heshchina, because that would imply that the only place that you'd be able to go on Sukkot to experience Hashras Heshchina is there. But we know that that's not true, because we know that in every Sukkah in the entire world, there's Hashras Heshchina. It's that sail dem It's a very amazing thing that we have. We build a sukkah. We put some schach on the sukkah, and we live here in Queens or we live in, in, in Mexico or in uh, Peru. And akarishparchu actually is mashri shchina in every little sukkah in the world. So you don't need to go to the Beis HaMikdash. If you're looking merely for the experience of hashras hashchina, because there you could stay home, you have to go for other reasons. There's mitzvah to be eloh regel, to bring the, the the carbon, the the eloh the, the and the shlamim, and all the experience of the bais Mikdash. That's something that you can't do at home. But don't think that you have to go to Eretz Yisrael to experience hashras hashchina and Sukkis because you don't. And I don't want to mislead you into thinking that you have to do it for that reason because you don't. You could stay right at home, go into your, onto your back porch, into your sukkah, and that will also be a place of Ashras HaShchina. You go for other reasons. The Mitzvah to be for other reasons. It's the Makma Shriv HaShem, but not L'Shakin Sh'may That's not the reason to go because for that you could stay home. And I was thinking about that pachad Yitzchak and I wanted to extend it to our lives. It's true that there's a mitzvah of Yishav Eretz Yisrael, and there's undoubtedly a Kiddush HaSaretz that does not exist anywhere else in the world. And you should not misunderstand what I'm saying in in any way to negate or to diminish the Kiddush HaSaretz, which is very intense. What I wanted to suggest was that you shouldn't either go through your life with a fallacy... That if you're not living in Eretz Yisrael, then you cannot experience Hashra's Hashchina. That you can't find kedusha wherever it is that you live. Many people go through that misunderstanding. We go to Eretz Yisrael to learn in, in Yeshiva for a year or two or three or four. We come back to get married, to get a college degree, to go to work. And many of us always believe that the life that we're living here in America, or in Chutzlaretz, is a very, very um, pale and weak substitute for the richness of Kedusha Haaretz, and that we can't attain that kedusha. We can't contain, uh, attain that kedusha in America. And that, so we'll live our lives, we'll go through this Shmacha B'di life here in America, in Chutz Laretz, but someday I'm going to go back to Israel, and that's when I'm really going to, my engines are going to turn on again, my neshama is going to get lit up again, and that's where I'm going to be able to really attain my true self, my true Kedusha, my neshama will, will, will be on fire once again. But right now it's understandable that I'm sort of on mute in terms of spirituality. That's a very big fallacy. Wherever you are in the world, there's tremendous Kedusha to be attained if you only seek it. You don't have to be in Eretz Yisrael if you want to get the makam asher Yishra, asher Yivcha Hashem l'shakin sh'maysham. You're looking for Kedusha, you could find it wherever you stand. There's a very beautiful Chavetz Chaim by the parsha. Of the snare at the beginning of Sefer Shemais, Hakadosh Hu has this famous encounter with Moshe Rabbeinu by the burning bush. Moshe Rabbeinu approaches this strange bush, which is on fire, but it's not being consumed. And of course, Hakadosh Hu appears to Moshe Rabbeinu through the Sneh, and he says, "Shal take those shoes off your feet, the land on which you're standing is Admas Kodesh, it's holy, holy land, holy soil. This wasn't, by the way, in Yerushalayim. This conversation took place in Mitzrayim, the most decadent, lowly country of spirituality in the world. It's Admas Kodesh. Says the Chafetz Chaim, don't think for a second that the place that you will attain your full capacity of kedusha is elsewhere. Now is not a good time for me. Right now I'm in college, it's not a good time. Right now I'm single, it's not a good time. Right now I'm married, but I don't have children yet. Right now I have children, but I don't have grandchildren. Right now I'm very busy working when I retire. We always make excuses for ourselves why now is not the good time to really maximize our kedusha? We have an excuse. We all do this. Not feeling so well. A little depressed, um, you know. I can't find the shidduch. I can't. Uh, I, I can't have children yet. I can't uh, I have my parnasah shvach. I have to work three jobs. We always make excuses, and some are pretty good, some aren't so good. But we're always saying that in a, a, a different time, a different place. That's when I will attain my holiness. But right now, it's not, I'm not cut out for holiness right now. Right now, it's a very bad kufa. I'm going to revisit holiness, but not now. Says the Chavitz HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Mesh Rabbeinu, Kiam Mokai Masherata I made all of. Every moment, in every place, the place on which you stand is Admas Chaydesh. There is potential to have great Kedusha wherever you are. Right now, right here, person's going to work, person's at home, a person's having stress, a person's having uh, traveling. Wherever it is that you are, it's irrelevant. You could be in the depths of Mitzrayim. You could be in Ashibud. You could be Bana Mitzarim with great stress and great duress and, and, and great pressure in the most non-ideal situations in life, but there's holiness here. The Chavitz Chaim says there's one condition to, to attain that holiness. <laughs> you have to remove the barrier, those, fo- those shoes on your feet that are separating you from the potential holiness. You have to remove them. The distractions the eight Saharas, all of the excuses that we're making for ourselves they have to you have to deal with them but if you could potentially deal with them then you can unleash tremendous kedusha anywhere in the world that you are it's admas kedesh i saw that there was a letter that was written I didn't see the actual original letter, but I, I saw they quote a letter from the Chavitz Chaim that he wrote to a, a soldier that was serving in the Polish army. A Jewish soldier, but he was, in those days they didn't have any religious liberties. If you were in the army, you had to live in the army. You had to be actually a soldier. In America, I assume, if you're a part of the United States Army, they have to provide you with kosher meals, and they have to allow you to wear a yarmulke and uh, tzitzis, whatever. You have to, they have to give you that, or else they'll, they'll you know probably be in violation of many uh, liberties. But back in those days, and in Poland, there was no kosher food. This guy was based who knows where in on the in an army base. There was no kosher food. There was no permission to keep Shabbos, to keep is to keep uh, anything. There was basically you couldn't wear a yarmulke, you couldn't wear tzitzit, you couldn't. You're mamish agai, in the middle of somewhere in Poland. He writes a letter to the Chavitz Chaim and says, "What am I to do? I'm 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 in the middle of nowhere. I have no kosher food. I can't keep Shabbos. i mamish. I I my neshama is like dead." And the Chavitz Chaim writes him a letter, and he says, "If it is impossible for you to keep Shabbos," don't be discouraged. There is one thing you can and must do. Whenever you have a free moment, speak to Hashem and face east because you will be directing your thoughts to Yerushalayim. In doing so, says Lechavitz Chaim, you reunite yourself with the Jewish people and with Hashem. In fact, Wherever a Jew, whenever a Jew faces Yerushalayim in prayer, he or she is in Yerushalayim. What the Chavetz Chayim is saying is exactly what he says on that Pasuk and Chumash, The place that you're standing is on Maschaydash. You don't need to be in Yerushalayim to attain that holiness. If you're facing east and you're thinking in your mind about the Makkah M'amikdash and you're trying to channel all of that, Kedushas Haaretz, into yourself, in your present situation, the most darkest of times, in the most grim of situations, you're in Yerushalayim. Now, I don't know if that letter actually was written. I saw it quoted, I don't know. But I did see a Mishnabrura. The Chavetz Chaim himself actually writes Ke'en this in a In The Mishnabrura, when he says that you're supposed to face when the Mechaber says you're supposed to face um, towards Eretz Yisrael, if you're standing in Golis, in Davening, the Mishnah says as follows, Even if, let's say, you're in a situation that you can't actually face east, but you have to be Mechaving your lave towards that direction, You have to think in your heart and in your thoughts, as if he's standing in the Mikdash, which is in Yerushalayim, which means to say that when we're standing in Davening in Queens, New York, or in Moscow, or in Vienna, or in Berlin, and you're mechavin your lave towards your shalayim to the Kaidesh HaKadoshim, you're in the Kaidesh HaKadoshim. You're actually able to transport your shalayim to you, or you to your shalayim. But something amazing is happening. When a person thinks about being in a holy place, he's able to make his place holy. You don't need to go to your shalayim if you're looking for Ashras Hashchina. You could bring your Shalayim to you wherever you are. Whenever you're davening, whenever you're thinking about your Shalayim, you're actually able to flood your mind and your heart and your soul with your Shalayim and with a mikdash and with Eretz Israel. You're able to invite Kedusha, Kadesh, 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 Hashem Tsevakais. That Kedusha, says the Malachim, every single day is Malachim. The Rabbi Nishleilim is in every single place in the world. His Kedusha fills the entireness of the world, the entirety of the world. And wherever we are, we're able to tap into that Kedusha if we will to do so. There's a Gemara in Brachas and Davchesam and Aleph. Amr Leila, Rabbi Echanan. They told her, Rabbi Echanan, sabi b'Baval. There are old people that live in Babel. And Rabbi Eichen was very surprised to hear that. He was shocked. The Gemara says, Tama, the Amar, Laman Yerbu Yemeichem Meveneichem. How is that possible? It says that you will have Arichas Yomem Yerbu Yemeichem Meveneichem alha Only if you're living on the land. But once he heard, once they told him that, no, no, they're a that wake up early to go to Shul and they, they come back to Shul late at night, they're learning in Yeshivas and Beis Medrash, and Beis Aknesis. So he says, oh, now I understand. Now I understand why people have Arikhas Yamun. A strange Gemara. Well, how does he, you still have to plug that back into the Pasuk. It says, Allah Adama. How is he, there's no, it seems that there's no Arikhas unless you're Allah Adama. So the Marsha says that, well, the Gemara Megillah says that in the future all shuls and all bate Medrashim and bate Knesir Shebbe they're going to be moved to Eretz Yisrael. So when, you're in, when you wake up early and you come to davening in a shul, in a yeshiva, you come back late at night, so that's Al HaAdama because it potentially will someday be part of Eretz Yisrael. I wanted to answer a little bit different based on what we're saying today. You don't need that. You don't need the fact that in the future these holy places are going to be transported to Eretz Yisrael. They have Kedusha today. They have Kedusha Haaretz today. If this is a place that you're davening, you're, you're facing towards your Shalayim, towards the Makam Mikdash, and the Mishnaburah is telling us that you could actually be Mechavin and you're in your Shalayim, you're in the Mikdash, that means that today, right now, we're in Yerushalayim right now. It's like, sort of like an embassy. We're in an, an Israeli embassy today. You know, if you're in an embassy, you have a baby in an embassy. What happens? That baby, if you're in an American embassy, and, you know, but in the middle of, uh, I don't know, Paris, you're in the American, U.S. embassy and you have a baby there, that baby could run for president of the United States. Because that soil of American embassy is... America. If a person flees into the embassy, they can't, the, the police can't pull him out. He's now on American territory. That's what a yeshiva is. That's what a shul is. A shul is really our tzshel, not necessarily just because in the future it will be. Right now it has kedusha Sar, It's because we're facing towards the Rabbanish Shal we're being mechavin our lev and our rayayinais to Yerushalayim, to the Makam Mikdash. That gives it presently a din of Yerushalayim and the Makam Mikdash. We're in an embassy of Eretz Israel. We have Kedusha it's al Adama. This is the Adama of Eretz Israel right here. I saw a, a Misa recently when Mayor Shapiro decided to make his yeshiva in Lublin. So he went to get a bracha from the Imre Emes in Ger, the Ger Rebbe. So he travels to Ger, and he goes into the Rebbe, and he says, I'm planning on building this yeshiva. It's going to be a magnificent edifice, and we're going to have hundreds of mitsuyanim. We're going to have state-of-the-art facilities, the world famous yeshiva that he ended up building in Lublin, which unfortunately only lasted maybe a decade before it was destroyed, before before the Talmudim talmidim were uh, the Holocaust came and talmidim either were killed or they 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 escaped. So the gerrer Rebbe said, "Why are you building in Lublin? Why not in Eretz Yisrael?" And he shook Rameo Shapiro's hand and gave him a bracha and he, and he left. And Rameo Shapiro wasn't so happy. He was bothered by this comment that the Imranimus said to him, why not in Eretz Yisrael? He didn't want to ask the Imranimus himself what he meant and why he had to say that and why he had to dash his dreams. But... He walked out disappointed that the Imam had said that to him. And he didn't feel comfortable anymore until he was somehow able to understand what the Rebbe had meant. He came back to Lublin, and this was on his mind, and somebody said to him that a certain person that lived in Lublin, who was an old man, he was a great-grandson of the Chayza of Lublin, Lublin was a very famous city in Hasidic history. It was the home of the Chayza. The famous Chayza of Lublin was one of the great Hasidic masters who was able to be Chayza. He was able to have the vision to see misaifa elamat, saifa they say. He was able to see everything and know everything. And he was a great Hasidic Rebbe. People came to him from all over. So he was Nifter many many years ago and his great-grandson who was an old man who lived still in Lublin he took ill and he was on his deathbed and they told Rameer Shapiro that and Rameer Shapiro instead of just saying He says I'm going to visit him and maybe through visiting him I'll be able to understand what the Ger meant he saw some connection because it was in so, such close proximity to coming back from Ger he went to this uh, old man's house, and he was lying on his bed, and he says, could you please tell me something that you remember from your great-grandfather, from the Zaydah, from the Chayza? So the man said, that my grandfather said that in the city of Lublin, we feel the holiness of Eretz and the holiness of Yerushalayim, and the holiness of the Mikdash. Rav Meir Shapiro thanked this man effusively. He gave him a bracha. And when he came out, he told somebody very close to him that now I think I have an answer for the Ge'er Because the Ge'er said, why aren't you building your yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael? And now I understand that I am, in a way, building my yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael. Because Lublin has Kiddusha Ha'aretz and Kedushas Yerushalayim, and Kedushas HaMikdash. And I'd like to extend that to all places in the world, especially yeshivas around the world, especially shuls around the world, but even our own homes, our own dorm rooms. Anywhere that we're working, our cubicle at work, anywhere that we are is Admas Kedesh. It's holy territory. We could bring Eretz Israel and Yerushalayim to anywhere that we find ourselves. A person should never, ever make a mistake to think that if he wants to attain real kedusha and real Taira and real Shmiras HaMitzvah and Shabbos like it should be and learning Taira like it should be, I only have one option, and that's Eretz Yisrael. And when I'm living in Chutz Laaretz, it's, it's such a, a, a weak substitute it's almost a cop-out life that I'm living, a Bediyevedic existence, because I'm not in Eretz Yisrael. Now, again, please do not misunderstand me and think that it's not chashev to live in Eretz Yisrael. It's very chashev to live in Eretz Yisrael. And it should be everybody's ideal to live in Eretz Yisrael. And there's a mitzvah of in Eretz Yisrael. And there's the opportunity to be around Sadiqim. And Gainim and the Chinuch in Eretz Israel and the, and the Kedushah and the, and the tara and the streets of Eretz Israel, I'm not in any way debating that. What I am debating is the attitude that when you are actually in Chutz that you're living a second-tier lifestyle. And that the Kedushah is like, if in Eretz Israel it's a 10 out of 10, and in Chutz it's a 1 out of 10. It's only a 1 out of 10 if that's how we allow ourselves to believe if we're able to convince ourselves and talk ourselves into the fact that I don't have to do what I could do in Eretz Yisrael because I'm not in Eretz Yisrael, so now anyway it doesn't count, and it's Kaladar you know, it's Daimakiyah, Kimishen Olaika, and it's all Chinuch for Eretz Yisrael. No, uh, if you have that attitude, then it's Taka 1 out of 10. But if a person realizes that their homes and their shuls and their yeshivas our embassies of Eretz Israel, If you decide that it should be an embassy, if you conduct yourself like it's an embassy, if you think about it like an embassy, and if you're constantly attuned to Kedush saretz, to the rabbanit shlam tashras hashchina, then ha- the land on which you're standing is admas Kaidish, Wherever you are there's always like a spotlight on you. You ever see like these actors on a stage and wherever they're dancing, the spotlight is always on them. And that's how it is wherever we are. There's always a spotlight of Hashra Sashtina on us if we invite it to be on us. We have to take off our, feet, our shoes from our feet. We have to remove the distractions in order to realize that because it's Taka not as easy to attain Kedusha, Kedusha Zaretz when we're not in Eretz Yisrael. When we're in Yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael, we're able to learn day and night with a chevra and, and have the ability to go to the Kaisal and to be able to, to breathe in that special oxygen of Eretz Yisrael, the Avir of Eretz Yisrael, which is Machkem, it's much easier, and, and, and we could soar there without any problem. We're not fettered to anything. And then we come home, and we have to now contend with all of the old things that we had in high school, our old friends and our family and our, and our distractions and our iPhones and our computers and our, and our college work and, our, and all of the, the they There's definitely truth to that. There's definitely a large gra- gravitational pull in Chutzleritz away from that kedusha that we were hopefully zaycha to have in Eretz Yisrael. But if we're able to pull off those lead boots and stand again in our minds and our hearts and our ambitions in Eretz Yisrael, then we could be in Eretz Yisrael even here. And I think that answers the question that we started with this morning. HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises Avraham that if he comes to that promised land, he's going to get bracha of money, of fame, of, of children. And we ask, well, what about the Kedusha? What about the Ashuras Hashchina? Isn't that something that should really be for, first and, and foremost in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's list and in Avraham mind? And I think that that would be very, very misleading, Tavram Avinu, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu would have said that. That would be like saying on sukkas, come to Eretz Israel, come to your Sholayim, because that's the place that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is mash You don't have to. False advertising, fake news. Coming to your Sholayim for that you can stay in your Sukkah. We don't need to go to Eretz Yisrael. Avraham Avinu did not have to come to Eretz Yisrael to attain Kedusha. Every step that Avraham Avinu took, whether it was in Orkastim, whether it was in Haran, whether it was in Mitzrayim, any step and every step that Avraham Avinu took had Kedusha. It was Admas Kaidish. Wherever he stepped, it was like lit up Kedusha. There was Hashras hashchina all around him. The Shrina was shair on him every minute of his life. That was Avraham Avinu. Avram Avinu was the, the Gadol Sheba Anokim. He was the giant of men. He was spiritually enormous. Before he came into Eretz he didn't need Eretz to attain the kedusha, because wherever he was in Chutzlitz, he also was able to be mashra, to have the ashras there. He was a mobile Eretz Wherever he was, he was walking on Admas Kedesh. So for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to say to Avraham Avinu, come to Eretz Yisrael, where you'll, you'll get Hashra's Hashinah Kedusha, that would be false advertised. That would be not true. To get children, he has to come to Eretz Yisrael. To have wealth, he has to come to Eretz Yisrael first. To have fame, for his name to grow, Av you he needed to be in Eretz Yisrael. But for kedusha you don't need to be in Eretz Yisrael. It certainly helps, but you don't need Eretz Yisrael to attain Kedusha. This is obviously something that I think a lot of us contend. I know that so many of us deal with this on a daily basis. Those of us that were Zaychet to go to Eretz Yisrael to learn, and we come back, a lot of us feel that we're living lives here in Chutzarit that are very, very... Parv, if not treif. And we're waiting for the day that we could graduate, that we could go back to Eretz Yisrael, that we could feel once again that Kedusha and that tara. And those are very lofty ambitions, and those are not things that I'm telling you in any which way that you should give up on and and lose faith or lose hope that someday you'll be able to go back to Eretz Yisrael. But don't waste time in the meantime. Don't let the Eight Sahara convince you in the meantime that in America you're able to slack off and take it easy and be Mavatal Taira and, and to do whatever you want, and that here it's like a Yaima it's de Pagra, it's like a recess, it's a day that we have off until we get back, it's a legal holiday, one long legal holiday. Because every single moment of our lives we can draw into the Kedusha Saharots if we want. We can make it Eretz Yisrael go right here in our own base medrash. I remember once on Yom Kippur, on Amatai Yom Kippur, a bachar came over to me. He was a brand new bachar in yeshiva. He just came from Eretz Yisrael and he was so upset that he wasn't able to be in his yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael for Rosh Kippur. His parents didn't let him. He had to stay here. And he came over. He was complimenting me on my Nailah. But he said, on Matzai Yom Kippur, upstairs in the dining room, he told me, he says, I didn't, or actually no, it was in the elevator going up to the dining room at Yom Kippur. He says, I didn't think that I could feel kedusha sarit in America, but I felt it here. I felt it here. I felt like I was in Eretz Yisrael by ne'ilah. And that's very true, but it doesn't have to be ne'ilah alone. It could be a regular Shabbos, a regular Yantiv, it could be a regular day. Wherever a person is in the world, like the Chavitz Chaim says, it's Admas chaydesh If you're thinking about Yerushalayim, you're in Yerushalayim. And you can make your house Yerushalayim, Dik. And you can make your family Yerushalayim, Dik. You can make your your Yerushalayim, Dik. You can make every day of your life no different than Yerushalayim if you want that, if you believe in that. If you're sincere in trying to bring Kedusha and to take those shoes off, to invite the Kedusha in, then wherever you are in the world is the Mokka Meshav Yivcha Hashem Lekecha L'shakin Shemay Shem. Shalom have a, a wonderful Zman here in Yeshiva, whether you're here BeGuf or BeNefesh, BeZoom or BeNap should all be Zeichet, have a wonderful Eretz Israel de If you wanted, you could do it. If I wanted, I could do it. Just take those shoes off. Realize that we have such incredible potential wherever we are. And yes, it's difficult, it's a fight. It's a daily fight against the Sahara, against ourselves, against our, our natural Atslis, or against our natural ability to always say, Tomorrow, that's when I'm going to be good. Tomorrow I'll learn, tomorrow I'll daven, tomorrow I'll give tzedakah, tomorrow I'll do chesed, but today, not in the mood, it's raining out, I have this, I have that, not up that. Wherever you are, any day of the year, wherever place in the universe you find yourself, if you want, it's Admas kaidash. It's Eretz Yisrael. Yes, Hashem, we have a beautiful Shabbos and a wonderful zman. And we're proud of every single one of you. Thank you very much.